Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS online program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Hello, everyone. Our next guest is Antonio Nieto Rodriguez. Antonio is the world's champion in project management. That's a very, very, very heady title, Antonio. <laughs> Thanks so much. Hi, Christopher. Yeah, thanks so much for being on our Gift This podcast. Where your story truly is a gift to the world. A pleasure to be with you, Christopher. What's funny is, so I, I have our guest fill out a survey, and I asked him, "Where did you grow up, and where do you currently live and work?" And in Antonio's case, he grew up in Spain, but he also lived in Mexico, Italy, Germany, U.S., Netherlands. He's currently based in Belgium, but he's in an airport flying to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more global, right? No, that's great though. What do you most enjoy about travel? Because some of our guests on the podcast might want to travel, but they have not yet. So since you've traveled to so many places, what do you most love about traveling? Well, uh, it's kind of uh, disconnecting. It's, it's a, a short uh, pause in your routine life, and then things are different wherever you go. The people, the food, the smells, the noise. So it's a nice way to disconnect for me and I, I really relax when I'm on a plane, nobody can reach you. So it's a kind of, uh, once you get into traveling, it's a, it's a, an escape from your day to day life, uh, for a couple of days. So it's, it's really nice moment for me when I have these short trips. <laughs> and then you said you're the world's champion of project management. So you're, you're an expert in project management. So do your clients hire you to manage big projects? Like, Kind of explain to, you, to our listeners what, what you do. Yeah, exactly. Well, the title is kind of marketing, uh, but yes, my expertise has been projects around projects for the last 25 years. I've done research, publications, uh, books, uh, and now that's where I consult a bit and, and do some keynotes and teaching. Uh, basically, I help companies to manage not just one project, but the hundreds of projects they have. So now the challenge is not just one project, which is already difficult, but uh, there's so many projects going on in the world, in uh, companies, in, in, uh, in your life, in, 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 the, in, in countries. So how do you put a bit of order? How do you maximize success? How do you uh, make sure that people deliver what they promise and we get some benefits out of this big investment. So I, this is what I love doing is helping people personally or, or company or to do projects better. Yeah, you know what's interesting about projects? It's almost like a, a puzzle. Like I don't know how it was in Europe, in, in the U.S., growing up in, in, in Manhattan and I mean, growing up in, in New York City where Americans love puzzles because you might have a, a thousand-piece puzzle. And then you just piece things together. But that's kind of your job, right? You help CEOs, you help executives piece together different aspects of the puzzle. So you have to be the one that sees the whole, whole, whole piece of the puzzle. Like, I'm just curious. It's kind of a personal question, but like, do Europeans have, do they play with puzzles when they're kids? Oh, yeah. We love to do puzzles. I'm not sure we finish them. I love them <laughs> uh, all the time. But uh, I, I love your analogy. I've never heard, Christopher, but... Uh... I really like it. Yes, a project is like a puzzle. You see it in the box. It's, it looks great at the beginning, but then it's really hard to make it look like at the end. And most of the times you give up, which yeah. is happening in many projects. Yeah, and it's just fascinating. Like I said, if you, you just mentioned you have hundreds of different types of projects, and I can only imagine you have all these different puzzles, but visually I'm a visual learner, and I guess you know Europe is just such an inspiring place to be in. 
especially Spanish, like one of my favorite architects are, are Gaudi. And so for you, how did you get into that? Like, because this podcast is, is to help entrepreneurs and executives, and it's about understanding insights. So for you, you're this passionate, intelligent, ambitious man. Why did you specifically choose this puzzle of project management? Well, uh, you will not imagine how I end up in, in project management. I worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers PwC for 10 years, and I became an expert in managing projects, advising companies, so in the my field. Uh, but I was about to become partner, and, and to be a partner in such a big, prestigious firm, you need to have a business case, an idea where the firm will develop, and my idea was to develop project management to provide services to customers and the partners fire me. They say, no way, this is nothing. <laughs> we can make money out of it. And it was so painful. I was so convinced that projects were essential for, for everything. And the partners thought, well, this is very tactical. And we're a prestigious firm consulting. We're not going to charge money for helping companies to do projects better. So I was fired. And I thought what to do with my life. And after maybe six, seven weeks, drink, I drink thought, some sangria. Focus on your passion. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You said focus on your passion? Christopher, yes, that's what I did. I thought maybe I should go to marketing or finance or something more traditional. But I thought you need to be honest what you like and what you enjoy doing. And that was project. So I I just decided to focus even more on project management. And, and since then, this is about 12 years ago, I've been researching, trying to find out why partners and senior executives that don't, don't value project management as they value marketing or, or strategy or finance. So I spent like 15 years researching and elevating project management to a more senior strategic competency. Yeah, that's great. I mean, because it goes back to my analogy, right? Every single business is like a puzzle because you're trying to figure out the solutions for your clients. And you have this understanding that it's so important and you really can see the macro picture. So it's, it's one of the things that every executive knows is important, but perhaps it's hard to communicate that, articulate that in a way they understand. Because seriously, that analogy of a puzzle, if you go into a client and say, you know, a project man is like a puzzle. I help you understand the macro so that we can start piecing together the pictures because one department is human resources, another one is is marketing, another one is strategic development, another one is business development, you know, so all these different pieces of the puzzle and you get to help shape that narrative. So it's just a very, very useful skill set. So for the people listening to our call, you have a very unique perspective and outlook. So I'm curious if you can share one specific example of a client you've worked with and just kind of piece together this puzzle so that our listeners can understand really fully how, how you help people. Well, first on your comment on the puzzle, I'm going to hire you, Christopher, <laughs> I love, because you really got it and you explained it very, very well. And, and it's so true. It's about the big picture, connecting the big picture with the small pieces. So you absolutely got it. And an example of a client, well, I'm working with a big, uh, um, I'm working with law firms, I'm working with pharma, I'm working with uh, cinema companies, I'm working well, any kind, but the biggest issue is first saying no to projects. So, um, interestingly, one of the favorite words in projects is kickoff meeting. So, we all love kickoff meetings, but w w how do you call the close meeting? There's no, no word. So, starting projects is very easy. Uh, closing them, finishing them, terminating is very hard. So, first thing, manage your pipeline. Make sure that just invest on the few projects that will bring you the most. 
then dedicate 100% resources. If you really care about the project, if it's a new launch of a new product, for example, the iPhone was a marvelous project I've researched, 100% dedication of the team. Otherwise, it will not work. Priorities between day-to-day -day activities and other things and project will pull you to somewhere else. So you need to have 100% dedication. Uh, and third team is, is the strong sponsorship. So sponsorship means the top executives. Do they care about the project? If they care, they need to show it. They need to show it in the field. They need to be present. So once you have these three things, just start the projects that really are worth it. Dedicate resources and have strong sponsorship, active and pushing for, for all the challenges that will be faced. And you have pretty good chances of succeeding. And that's a great high-level understanding. So the reason why I can piece together what you're talking about, Antonio, is that I used to work for Marketing Express. I used to build out global sales presentations for our biggest clients like IBM and Pfizer. And I want our listeners to know that there really is a difference between employee mindset, executive mindset, and entrepreneur mindset. You ideally want to understand all three because depending on who they are, whether they're an executive, entrepreneur, or an employee, they think differently. But with a puzzle, you're piecing together different parts. And as you can make it visual, you understand that. So even though you're European, I'm American, it doesn't matter because the beauty of communication skills, which is actually what I teach, what I coach, where I give keynote speeches around the world, is that few people understand how to articulate, like you, Antonio, where you can just very concisely share three points, which everyone can understand, whether you're an entrepreneur, an executive, or an employee, but it's just so powerful that you have such a deep passion for that because they see that. If you're being hired and you're helping them, everyone sees you, just like what you're saying, a sponsored understanding, which is just supporting. So I just love that you have this great skill set and passion. Antonio, how can our guests stay in touch with you? Well, if they research my name, I, they, it will come straight to my website, LinkedIn, and and uh, I, uh, whatever. I, I'm very accessible via internet, so I do reply to emails. Uh, I like to learn from other people, challenges, and and, and experiences. I'm actually learning here with you, Christopher. I love what you say, the three type of employees or resources. Actually, projects make these three people work together. Yeah. And that's the beauty about it, that yeah. you, you never have the same project uh, in your life. And, and one thing that uh, I think people should remember is you always, when you look back in your career, you will always remember those projects that you work on. You will not remember your position, or but the projects, yes, either successful or failure, but they will leave a mark in your career, in your life, in your memory. So I think that's very positive too. I love that. I love that. Antonio, thanks so much for being on Gifters Podcast. I'm going to say your name one last time because it just sounds so cool. So Antonio Nieto Rodriguez, gracias por tu tiempo. Muchas gracias, Christophe. Nos vemos en Madrid. <laughs> Adios. Adios.